Glory to your name. Let your power, let your might be revealed. Spirit of the living God, touch us, bless us. Break every yoke, lift every burden. Let the blood speak over our lives. For the blood has the ability to, to speak better things. Let blessings be released and let curses be halted and be broken. And let destinies that have been shut be released. Let loved ones that have been in certain bondages, certain prisons of the enemy be released now. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So when we are talking about the blood, according to um, Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, we get to know that the blood is life. You see? So blood has life. Anytime blood is shed, see, on the ground, in his spirit, see, blood, in his spirit, because blood is life. So whenever an altar is raised, there's a sacrifice. And there's a sacrifice that engages spirits. Engages spirit. So, somebody say, I mean, if blood is life and blood has the ability to engage spirit, and I mean, anyone can just use anything. Yes. When you go to the demonic kingdoms, I mean, witchcraft kingdoms, they, they use blood. That is why you find in a place that they are all kinds of, I mean, crazy things accident and people are dying it tells about that the atmosphere they, they want blood to do certain things there are certain families it's a pattern that every single year or two years or every single i mean i mean festivity christmas festivity a family has to die they are engaging their spirit somebody has to i mean share his life for the spirit and the covenant to be renewed so um, as we read yesterday that um, covenant is established when you read Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 in the old covenant they were using the blood of I mean cattles and all kinds of things animals but it wasn't enough to purge and to restore man to the perfect state that God had already created so there's an image that God has given to you there's an image that God has given to you but because of the fall of man, that image isn't what revealed. Sometimes we are walking, but we are not walking in the image. And the only way we can come back to the original image of God, the image of authority, of dominion, of fruitfulness, of, of, of impact, is by the blood. So the Bible says that Jesus knew no sin pure son of God he became sin the reason why the blood is very effective when you engage the blood when you declare the blood when you release the blood the reason why it is effective is because it came from a vessel who knew no sin knew no sin and it speaks 
So, let me make an analogy. It's like when there was an issue where a man who got, I mean, killed by a police officer some years ago, I think two years ago, and it brought about all kinds of resistance all around parades. I mean, people were just voicing out Black Lives Matters. I'm talking about George Floyd. I mean, per then the fact in the news, they said he was innocent, even though he had an issue, but he was innocent. And when he died, look at what happened. People were seeking justice, even though he was dead. Justice was not being sick or sought after. That's the same way that the blood of Jesus, which did better things, he came to break every, I mean, prejudice, any kind of segregation. When that blood was shed, the Bible says that the, the veil that separated the holies of holies prevented the ordinary person from coming to God. I mean, it, it was a season where it only took the high priest to go and meet God. But the Bible says when the blood was shed and he took his last breath and he gave his spirit, he said, it is finished. And I mean, he pierced him and blood and water gushed out of his side. The Bible says that there was a season at time that was ended and the Bible says that and the veil opened up the tall from I mean, top to down and he saw signifying a new season so when you believe in the blood when you partake the blood you are restoring the relationship so the blood restores now I want us to read something um, we want to read something in Romans chapter 5 Romans chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. See, the blood of Jesus satisfies everything. It satisfies everything. When we sin, I mean, in the old covenant, they needed to what? I mean, atone for their sins when the blood offering, sacrifice of, I mean, an animal to appease, to take, to cleanse. When God wanted to issue his judgment on Israel, on Egypt, the Bible says that for them to what not engage the judgment of God, they had to what? Sacrifice a lamb. And when that blood was on the doorpost, the Bible says that the angel of death passed them over. That is the Passover. And when you read Exodus chapter 12, you realize that there was what mass execution so the blood when the blood starts speaking anyone who engages the blood i tell you there's nothing that can stand that is god's final weapon in the old covenant the blood when the blood was shed the bible says that and pharaoh and Egypt gave way in revelation chapter 12 verse 11 said they overcame by the blood so it takes the blood to break any stubborn, I mean, resistance of the enemy. Anything that is persistent, engage the blood. 
you will engage the blood and will give way. So I said, it restores relationship. Jesus came to restore us to our Father, to restore our image. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Things we have now been justified. Look at it. You've been justified. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your past, whatever you did. So first you believe and you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And you know that his blood is the only means to your future, to a better life. You will be justified. So whenever, I mean, the accuser of brethren, as we got to know yesterday, that there is an accuser of brethren who accuses us before God day and night. In your family, there's an accuser. At your workplace, there's an accuser. I mean, in the, in the neighborhood, there's somebody accusing you. You might not physically see them, but spiritually, there are people speaking. Conspiring scheming. That is why when you read Psalm, I mean, 27, it said, Deliver me from the will of my enemies. They, they, they have evil desires. But the Bible says that, and the blood justifies us. So when they bring you before their gatherings, evil gatherings, and they are consulting demonic powers, when you are calling for certain high evil spirits and bringing your name on certain altars, taking your, 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 your dress, I mean your hair, certain things about you to these altars to seek your downfall, to accuse you and to kill you, to make sure nothing will come. You know what? The blood is already shed for you and I. And the Bible says that you are justified. You are justified by the blood. How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath from him? See, so the blood came to restore us back to God. We are redeemed by the blood. Ephesians 1 verse 7. It says, In him we have redemption through his blood, who in Jesus, the forgiveness of sins in accordance to his riches and grace. You see, so blood is life. Blood is life. And I believe that when we engage ourselves by the blood, uh, when we secure ourselves by the blood, when we come to understand why blood should not be joked with, blood can never be messed with. Um, let's look at something um, in in Kings. There's a story about a man who engaged the blood he took the life of a man i want to make i mean us understand something see when you read let's open our bibles to first kings chapter 22 chapter 22 in fact let's pick it up from um chapter 21 I'm going to pick a few verses, then I will jump to 22. I'll just give, I mean, a background um, summary. This is a story about a man who was a king by name, King Ahab. The Bible says that he got married to a wonderful wife that turned his heart away from God. 
that is selling all kinds of things, doing all kinds of evil before God. You walk in the ways that, I mean, the Bible records that no one has ever done that. That is King Ahab. The Bible says that he was married to Jezebel, woman who, I mean, stand and resist the prophets of God, resist the word of God. That is the kind of woman he was married to. And the Bible says in, um, in the chapter 21, the guy had gone and he had failed miserably in his war and he was returning and he met a man called Nabot. And Nabot had a vineyard and the man wanted that vineyard. But Nabot refused and resisted him because he said he wouldn't give it to him. Most of us, we have certain things that God has blessed us with. And they are men who are seeking to take it. They are witches and wizards, warlocks, evil men in evil places, in high places, seeking to claim whatever that we have. You sit down, you look at your life, you realize that I don't, I haven't grown, I haven't, I mean, purchased or acquired certain big things, but it's like this man, this woman is just after me. You dream, you see them after you. I mean, you look at yourself, you think you are, you are, you are not, you are nobody. But in your sleep, in your dreams, I mean, the prophetic words that are coming, you realize that, I mean, it's like your life is just, I mean, the, 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 the top of everything. Everyone wants to take it, but you're not seeing that. And that is what happened to Nabot. A whole king wanted to take his uh, wonderful vineyard. There was something about his vineyard that the king eyed while he stood his ground. And the Bible says that his countenance fell and his wife came up to him as Jezebel. And he said, My king, don't worry, you see, I will take care of it. And she's king and made sure that Naboth will be free. So I want us to read this and we understand the story so that we can know the essence of the blood. Why blood can turn things around. So verse 1 of 1st Kings chapter 21, he says, And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel next to the, the palace of Ahab. Notice, it was next to the palace of Ahab in of Samaria. So Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near next to my house. And for it, I will give you a vineyard better than it. Or if it seems good to you, I will give you its worth of money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give you an inheritance of my father to you. Look at this. Look at this. So let's jump to the verse, I mean, the five, the verse five, I mean, verse four, sorry. So Ahab went in to his house, swollen and displeased, because the word of Naboth, the Deserite, had spoken to him, for he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my father's house. And he lay down on his bed and turned away his face, and would not eat. Look at this. They are men who for a reason they want to take what is yours they want to take your life they want to take your your happiness your joy what is yours what god has blessed you with you want to claim it until they do that they will not eat 
That is why tonight the blood has to speak for you. If the blood doesn't speak, who are we towards even ourselves? That is why Jesus came to die. Because he realized that the enemy is roaring like a lion. But the only thing that can overcome that roar is the blood. So the verse 6, he says that, the verse 5, But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said, Why is your spirit so swollen that you will not eat no food? And he said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth, that just right, who said to me, he will not give me the vineyard. The verse 7, he says, Then Jezebel, his wife, said to him, You now exercise authority over Israel. Arise, eat food, and let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth. Look at this. Verse 8. I want us to take our time to read through it. And she, she wrote letters in Ahab's name. I want you to notice. She wrote letters in Ahab's name. Few them were received and sent the letters to the elders of the nobles who were dwelling in the city of Naboth. And she wrote in the letter saying, Proclaim a fast and set Naboth with high honor among the people. And set two men, look at this, set two men, set two men, scoundrels before him to bear witness against him. To bear witness against him. Look at the mischief, the evil that Jezebel plotted. That she wanted to bring Naboth down. The only way was to plot, to find people who were close, to find people who would be close to him that can what? Witness against him. The enemy cannot have any influence, only when. He has influence or has a foothold in your life. He has something to stand upon. So when Jesus came to die, he came to wipe the slate clean, to wipe anything that the enemy can lay hold of and use it to accuse you and use it as a legal grounds to resist you. So the blood comes to what? Release us from any kind of what? I mean, evidence that the enemy has against us. So when you read Colossians chapter 2, when you read the book of Colossians, it says that any info highlighted or argument against you, the blood of Jesus came to wipe it off. So maybe you might have an argument against you at the courts, an argument against you from your past relationship. Maybe it didn't end well, and that person said certain things, took your name, I mean, I mean, pause, I'm certain, I mean, libations, took X, crashed it. I mean, all kinds of things was done. It doesn't matter. All you need to do is to engage the blood. As you repent and you engage the blood, it will silence it. Now, to cut a long story short, I mean, Naboth died and his blood was shed. Now, down to the verse 17. 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 17. I want us to understand something here. 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 17. It says, Then the word of the Lord 
came to Elijah the Teshubite. That is Prophet Elijah. And 18, he says, Arise, go and meet Ahab. That is what God told him. King of Israel, who lives in Samaria. Then he is, there he is, the vineyard of Naboth, where he has gone down to take possession of it. Look at what God says. You shall speak to him, saying that, say yes, the Lord. You have murdered and also taken possession. And you shall speak to him, saying, Thou sayest the Lord, in the place where dogs licked the blood of Naboth. Look at this. Where blood is. You see, he said, in the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, dogs shall lick your blood, even yours. And so Elijah said, Have you found me? Oh, my enemy. Ahab said to Elijah, and he answered, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, an innocent blood was shed. That was in the Old Testament. Innocent man's blood was shed. And God came down. And God stood upon that and he passed judgment. Let me backtrack a little bit to Genesis. An innocent blood was shed. That is the blood of Abel. And the Bible says that when God spoke to Cain, he said, the blood of your what? Your brother is speaking vengeance. It means blood speaks. Blood speaks. That is why anyone who will go for blood ritual, kill anyone, that's for power. Look at their end. People who sell drugs and who destroy destinies that people die. Look at their end. It never ends them well. The blood even of a man will speak against them. How much more the blood of Jesus? What am I trying to put across? The blood of Jesus has the ability to deny every, I mean, alter any evil thing in your life. The Bible says that Jesus, he knew no sin. He knew no sin. He was beaten. He was rejected. I mean, he was denied fair trial. The legal system was wrecked against him. To the extent that they took a criminal instead of him. Somebody who had killed and done things, they took him out and they put somebody who knew nothing, somebody who had fed, I mean, the hungry, who had healed the sick, who had preached the gospel. They killed him. They knew it. And when God saw that, he said, I have freed the devil with that. Because you touched somebody who's innocent. Now, I can use that as a point. Because you've done that, I can use that as a point. To free every family that you have what? Put in bondage. So when we say the blood, when we talk about the blood, the blood speaking, it is speaking against the devil and his oppression. So tonight I know that whatever it is, God is going to use the blood to speak. Revelation chapter 12. 
that will be the final scripture then we will continue tomorrow revelation chapter 12 the last book of the bible revelation chapter 12 revelation chapter 12 verse 11 and 12. i read if i let's pick verse 10 verse 10 it says then i heard a great loud voice saying in heaven now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of our christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our god day and night has been what cast down so the bible says that and Jezebel got two witness to accuse Naboth. And the Bible says that Naboth died. But in Revelation says the accuser was cut down because of what? Let's look at the verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. What testimony? that the holy blood was shed and that blood is the blood of jesus and the bible says and they did not love their lives unto death hallelujah tonight any accusation against your life you are coming out free in the name of jesus i decree and i declare that by reason of the blood you are set free you are free from any accusation any legal ground the enemy is using to resist you because of the blood you are exempted in jesus name amen and amen